1: Hello everyone and welcome to episode one hundred and forty nine of Internet Marketing, brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.com. I'm Andy White and I am with Calvin Newman. And it's another questions and answers.
2: Yeah.
1: So let's get straight yeah, to it. Go. I have in my go. hand go. several go. sheets of paper. <laughs> uh, one of which is extremely long, but we'll come to that at the end. Uh, uh, first question, yes. I think there's three in I think there's three. Yes. First three question yes. um, from Hiro Hayakawa hope I've pronounced your name correctly there. Um, hello, Kelvin. They're always addressed to you, aren't they? Do they it's, like me? It's because they send them to my email address. Oh, okay. Well, Some that, say that to Andy. Figure.
2: I've got one here that says, hello, Andy and Kelvin. To
1: Andrew. Yes. Anyway, sorry, let's cast. Yes. Hello, Kelvin. Firstly, thank you. In, oh, he mentions me. Thank you, in Andy, very yeah. much for the great show on the podcast. I always enjoy it from down under Australia. I am um, in the domain name business and I have a question about the impact of new... G-T-L-D, is that top-level domain? Yeah, Yeah, new new domain names. Yeah, yeah, they're kind of geographic top-level. Oh, okay. Um, Yes, I'm wondering about the impact that the new uh, top-level domains would have in SEO in the future. Currently, more than a 1,000 of new domain names are expected to be available in the future, with an application acceptance... Sorry, let me rephrase that. In the future, with an application acceptance starts from... January the 12th, 2012, at ICANN. As it takes time for evaluation and provisioning, maybe most of them would be available sometime around 2013. Then my question is, number one, do you think the new domain names would be ranked higher in the search results in the future, e.g. abcbank.com versus abc.bank? optimizing the string uh, in brackets equals dropping the irrelevant character of com brackets should be ranked higher in my view what do you think and number two how long do you think it would take for new domains to be properly sorry properly recognized and ranked by search engines uh, with many domains coming one after the other i'm wondering how search engines would cope with it that's an interesting thought again thanks for your show i'm looking forward to hearing from you soon on a podcast cheers hero
2: yeah, so it's a, an interesting question. So, for those who might not be familiar with the kind of background or context um, to the the question, there, basically, over the next uh, eighteen months to two years, a series of new domain names are um, being made available. Now, generally speaking, um, they're being used for um, longer extensions, so like the like here I gave there the example ABC dot um, mm. so dot bank being an extension or actually a lot of them being more like brand names. So you might have .pepsi or .coke or .apple. Oh, wow. So you might have, um, you know... And you can apply for these. They cost, I forget the figure, but a ridiculously high amount of money to spend on, you know, getting one of these set up to put an application through before you bear in mind the amount of time that goes into it. Um, But there are quite a lot of them going through. So Hero's question is, well, is that going to be a good ranking factor? Well, generally speaking... um, I don't think domains are always kind of a, a ranking factor in the truest sense, but there's certainly a tendency for the less traditional domain names to find it harder to rank in the search engines, so the .biz's, the .info's, the .tv's, the .fm's and the like. Um, but I can also see the argument that with these new ones that Google... What, one of the challenges Google are dealing with at the moment is how to determine what is a brand... Right. So who is a company that people have heard of and trust and know about? Now one of the ways they can do that is look at signals like does it have lots of links with the um like branded anchor text? So does Pepsi have lots of links using the word Pepsi rather than cola drink? Yeah? So they can they can they can look at that. Um also they can look at issues like, well, are lots of people searching for the branded term? So um if it is a kind of you know there is a man- dell lots of people search for the word dell so therefore they can be confident that dell is a bigger brand than another computer manufacturer who you've never heard of and nobody searches for them that's one way they can do that i think potentially there's a potential that these could be seen as a type of brand signal as well because there's only you're not going to find many small spammers or you know small local businesses or affiliate businesses or like smaller businesses with the money or resource to kind of get one of these domain name extensions, so therefore potentially it could be seen as a um, a you know a signal that it's a brand there. Now that's speculation. I don't know uh, whether that would be the case. And traditionally, um, new extensions haven't done as well. So it's all still the .dot coms, the .dot nets, the .dot orgs, the .dot UKs, AUs that have done very very well. So. If I were working internally at a, a large organization that had the kind of money to invest to apply for one of these, would I do it? Um, I'd probably say no, because I think that the money you spend on that could be spent on things that would almost certainly have a, a quicker, more dramatic impact than hmm. than buying Dot .pepsi would. But if you have done it, um, will Google trust them? I think possibly. I, it would make sense to me that they would. Because there aren't, although there is thousands of these, they're presumably the thousand biggest companies or the thousand biggest organisations in the world, so that should hopefully be a good indicator to them. Um, How will Google determine which ones to trust and which ones not? I think you just have to realise that Google don't look at the domain necessarily to determine whether a site's good or not. It just tends to be that more trusted websites tend to be on .ac.uk's or .edu's, rather than it is the .edu that makes them trusted. It's kind of a, a, it's a kind of Correlation. There's a correlation between the two, but not necessarily a causal relation between the two. So it's mm. um, trusted websites tend to be on edges so That doesn't make the you make them trusted. If that kind of
1: connection makes sense. Interesting idea. These new top level dro- are they available now, Kelvin?
2: Um, that's what they're talking about there. So I think it's 2012. Oh, that's right. Yes, that, it's that, coming that, up, that's isn't that, it? That they would be um, launched. So, mm. i part of me goes. I understand why they're doing it, but part of me is it's just gonna make the experience of being online a lot more complicated. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know that in most cases you put brandname.com dot com or brand dot dot whatever your country is and you can be confident that you'll get to that website. Now do I go to Pepsi.com or do I go to drink.com? Well they'll have anything, redirects, won't yeah. they?
1: Yeah. I mean to to me as a sort of my sort of logical data driven mind, mm. it disturbs me that they're rebundling the top level domains in this way. Mm-hmm. But anyway. We could speculate for literally minutes on that, <laughs> literally seconds. Right, I have in my hand now uh, uh, an emotionally charged email. Uh. Um Now I, h- I hope I get your name right. Is it AIN or and? Aine or Anne? A i n e. I don't A-AIN know. Aine AIN? AIN 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 AIN? AIN Dempsey. I do. Please forgive me, Aine Yes, I've AIN, got your name wrong. Yes. yes. But the subject is Google Maps. WTF. Uh, uh, I let a you work com- out what a that means.
2: Acronym, yes.
1: Oh, my God. Splat, splat. That's an exclamation mark. She Uh, says, he says, she says. I think it's a lady. It's definitely a lady. Uh, Google Maps is driving me crazy. In uppercase. Splat, splat. I love your show, by the way. Sue, with several O's. Much better than the US. C-R-A-P. Okay, let's move on. Um, I sound terrible. I'm not really. Just Google Maps bringing out the worst in me. Okay, basically, I have just become the new marketing manager for a new boutique hotel in London. Mm Mm-hmm. And have been asked or tasked with sorting out a Google Maps listing. Ah, I'm going to find this interesting, because I like Google Maps. um, Which I thought would be pretty simple, but oh no. The absolute worst part is that there are duplicate listings. But the worst thing of all is that the images... uh, uh, Sorry, is that one of the images is a building site, brackets... As I mentioned, we are all new hotel brackets. Google clearly took an image when we were under construction. I shouldn't, shouldn't laugh, this is serious. Mm. But I've tried to edit and slash report it, but the option is greyed out. I don't know what to do. Their help section isn't very helpful, and there is no number to call. Please help, in uppercase. Um, Aine E. Dempsey. Yep. So, what So she do? Two issues there. Um,
2: one appears to be... The photo appears to be street view. Um, that's appearing so it's kind have of have you street. looked at it yeah I, I've not looked at this particular the right. hotel um, but I think it's the street view picture that's being triggered which was presumably they were being constructed during the period of time right. When, right. Which, there's very little you can do about that because um, the street view image is the street view image um, you could potentially kind of report it as being but I think she's saying the options are grayed out but you know kind of mm. being offensive or inaccurate or that type of thing but essentially that's what the road looked like at that point in time now what would I do to deal with that well I would make sure in your local listing in your google profile the one that you control that um, you make sure that all of the you put as many pictures up as you possibly can of good pictures mm. um, and of good videos there so there's a greater chance that when your profile is triggered that it'll be one of those pictures that appear and you know maybe even make reference to it in the profile that you know a newly built hotel you know you might have seen the construction site when you looked at the google street view image you know that 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 type of reference to it as well that's all I can say there is if the options there grayed out, it's probably because it's street view and it's probably because you can't really kind of take those down. That's what the street looked like at that point in time. In terms of the duplicate listings, well, how do duplicate listings occur? Well, they occur because um, at some point, potentially two profiles were set up that had different details. That's one possible Um, outcome for it and if that is the case there's two generated ones try and claim all of them right so try and claim them um, go through the process of is this your business yes it's verified and they might send you a postcard or send you a text message or give you a phone call to try and claim them Um, and then you can delete them you can delete the duplicate ones if that's the case but the most common reason why they actually appear is because google is scraping all kinds of directory websites, all kinds of listings websites, all kinds of yellow pages websites. Yeah. And what's happened is they've got two versions of the address, one that might be, you know, um, the street name where you've shortened it to ST and yeah. the other one where it's street, you know, it's kind of... So the way that Google deter... They can't tell. They're not intelligent enough to realise that there's, you know, the, these two listings that to us as human beings look look identical. Because there's a slight difference in either the phone number or the address or the street name or, or the even business, a, even the comma
1: in the wrong place. yeah, so full yeah stop. that type
2: of yeah. thing. It can, you know, I think commas and full stops less so, but more yeah. in terms of like to so say the business aim is, you know, to give you an example, site visibility, and we spell it as one word. Yeah. And then there's two listings, one with it. There's two words, one with it as yeah. one word. That's the yeah. kind of common type of problem that you would get. Now if that's the case and there's the two listings there and you've tried to claim them and you can't and you know um you can't delete the other ones what I would suggest you can do is try to work out where that version of the URL has co- that sorry that version of your profile has come from mm. it must exist somewhere else on the web for google to have found it so try and track down those directory listing listings or yellow page listings or you know press releases or whatever it is that has that version of your address on And try and get it changed. So try and find where these citations are, where there's the mentions of this business name, this address, this you know slightly different variation on your company name, Mm. and try and find them and try and get them changed. Um, So my two steps would be try and verify those accounts so you can control them and you can delete them, and also try and look at where these mentions are because what you can I've, I've seen it happen before where we've kind of there's been two profiles. We've claimed the second one, the duplicate one, deleted it, and then found three months later that it's reappeared again. And we're Mm, like, well, mm. we claimed that. What happened? What happened is Google then just re-scraped these other websites. (laughs)
0: to find out if it's right for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile unlimited premium wireless, ready to get 30 30, to get 30, Better to get 20 20, to 20, get 20, 20, to get 15 15, 15 15, just 15 bucks a month. So, give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. So, if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/slash spoken today.
2: Again, thought it was a new business and and added it in again. There's all kinds of issues with Google Local that are terrible at the moment, where there's all kinds of problems like this, like, you know, or or dodgy markers that say that you're in this address when everyone knows you're not in that address. Yeah. You can't change it. Yeah um and yeah it's a big big issue you're not the only person suffering from it Ain. um but they would be the steps that i go through try and put up some good pictures if you possibly can to try and over override the street view one but you're not going to be able to get that taken down um try and verify any of the duplicate listings if you don't already control them so you can edit them or delete them and try and find citations of your website um where this duplicate version is being triggered from, and try and do whatever you can do
1: to get those listings changed. So you know when you go onto because this is a general question because mm. I'm I'm quite interested in Google Maps. You know when you go onto Google Maps, yes. this is certainly true in the UK. I don't know if it's different in the, in the US, but certainly in the UK, when you go on to Google Maps, you will see dotted all over the place little sort of grey markers like widgets and co. Yeah, how do they get there? Because I, I, is it filling in the the, the like the Google addressing? Because I did that once with my business, and it never appeared.
2: No, I think that you know to appear with like a pin drop, that's just by creating your profile. I think it's if there's enough of these strong citations that they know you to be there, and they are yeah. be very confident that that's what you're about. So, so Google
1: does it itself by aggregating. Yeah, that's data. how I understand it's it. I might scrapings. be wrong on that
2: front. I yeah. don't know for definite, but that's that's always been my understanding that it tends to be the. You know, it's landmarks, and how do they determine what these landmarks are? Are they marked as, you know, points of interest on satnav maps? Are they, you know, those types of things? And basically, if you want to do better on Google Local, you've just got to try and get as many citations or mentions of your business, Mm. your name, your address, your phone number, and your not even – it doesn't have to have your website, just your name, your address, and your um, phone number. Okay. And as many pages of the of the web as you possibly can, um, without kind of spamming. Do you know what I mean? But it's like yeah, yeah. more directories is. And good. what about
1: sort of using microformats with a sort of grid reference or something like that? I'll it's
2: think. good to do as well. You can use like vCards and the like there as yeah. well. I'm um, sorry, yeah, I forget what the kind of the particular there is kind of. The, I think yeah, there is a yeah, microformat yeah, 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 for yeah. For, 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 yeah v, uh, I, think I think it is related yeah. to vCard, isn't it? Which is kind of it, you put yeah, your it geographic regions in there. There's actually a premium podcast video that talks about the microformats you can do from a local perspective. So if you're interested in that, join the site visibility linkedin group um you'll get sent an email with access to all of our old premium videos and there's a couple of episodes in there that talk about um, google local
1: well i do hope that helps Um, i'm going to call you ms dempsey because i I still don't know how to pronounce your first name i hope that helps uh let, let us know keep us posted right we now move on to the final question uh which is from david deering and david i'm delighted to say that you have won the award for the longest question ever submitted to, site visibility, site visibility, to internet marketing. Yeah, yeah, I think so. So if you're all sitting very comfortably... I'm going to lean back what you are Let me just saying. clear my throat. <clears throat>, <clears throat. Sitting comfortably, Kelvin? Yep. Then I shall begin. Um, right. Kelvin, my name is David Deering, and I live in New Orleans, Louisiana, USA. I've been a subscriber to your podcast for some time now, and while I subscribe to a few different podcasts, yours is by far the best and most informative. I always come away with something afterwards, so thank you for your great work. If if you've given him the fiver for saying that, excellent, okay. Thank you very much for that, um, David. Right. I have a question that I'm hoping uh, you could share a little insight with me on. I'm in the process of designing a website that focuses on QR code marketing. I will not only offer the ability to create a QR code, but also offer custom design, code tracking and analytics, and mobile web design. Sounds good. I intend to provide one-to-one coaching and consultation as well. I've been debating with myself on the pricing for the tracking and analytics subscriptions. Most companies that offer this option usually offer three tiers of service. A free subscription with limited options, a subscription in the $25 range per month with a few more options, and a premier tier subscription option around $85 to $100 a month. Most offer... Uh, most also offer a 30-day free trial. So this is the freemium model, but yes, i look at yes, it. Okay. Yes, uh, The use of QR codes in the US is uh, rather new and in its infancy. Many businesses have never ran a, key, uh, a QR code marketing campaign before, but I truly believe in the value and potential benefits of QR codes to businesses and their revenues, especially since mobile use is growing so quickly and will soon overtake other devices as the number one, turning the page over, page turning over noise, uh, oh, I need to tear this off so I can read Whoa. the corner a bit. I do apologise. Dramatic. Um, means of connecting to the internet. But again, most companies have never tried using QR codes before. So here is my dilemma, brackets, and I apologise if I talk too long to get to the point, brackets.
2: So that's the context. That's yeah, the context. Yeah. Here
1: comes the juicy bit. Aha. Uh-huh. Should I offer the QR code marketing subscription in the same general price range as the other companies, or should I try something different? I am considering allowing every company that signs up to receive a free account with full access to everything. But after, say, 75 or 100 successful scans of their QR codes, we would then begin charging them for the monthly subscription. I know many companies can benefit from using this marketing tool, but I don't want them to pay for something until they see it actually working for them. But after 75 or 100 scans, they would know that this is working and people are using it, and they will be more comfortable and inclined, in my opinion, to pay for the service. I want businesses to develop a certain level of trust with us, and know that our main concern is their success. And with this, it's not just about collecting their money. Now that's the end of the highlighted bit, so shall I stop there? All the best, Dan Deering.
2: Yes, yes. I think what Dan's trying to talk about there is kind of all to do with business models and particularly for kind of a QR marketing business. Now, QR code being the barcode that you can scan on your phone. Now, I think he's asking interesting questions there because I think in many ways one of the ways to establish a business and do well is to consider operating on a different business model, so charging Mm -hmm. in a different way. So he talks about that the main options seem to be a kind of a free limited version, a medium version, and a premium version, all of which offer kind of a similar model, but each time you move up a level, you get an extra Mm. level of service. And, you know, that's a fairly sort of standard approach, which can work very, very well. Um, But what he's talking about is starting everybody off on free, and it's kind of a performance-related billing. And, you know, that seems kind of quite a strong proposition, because then your proposition going to people is that it's low to zero risk doing Mm. this campaign here. You know, you're not paying anything until you get those leads. Which I think you know is definitely worth considering because you know that that is an easier sell, but what I would say is that it depends on what you 're trying to do with your business because as soon as you add a different business model you 've then got to not just convince someone to work with you you 've got to convince them that your business model is the better way of working, and you 'd be surprised in my experience, how often Companies with innovative, interesting, good business models that are good for their customers and good for their business can quite often struggle because people can't get their head around it. They expect it to work in a certain way. And if ninety-five percent, 99% of the businesses that you're, your competitors are charging in one way and you're charging in a different way, that's either a really strong benefit to you because you can stand out or it can be a downside because no one's like, well, why is everyone else doing it this way and you're doing it the other way? And they, they're not inclined to, to think of you in that way what i will say is I, mm. I think in terms of generating and tracking qr codes i'd worry that is there a business model in that full stop because there's a lot of qr code tracking solutions which are free essentially so if you use the google um url so that's g o o dot gl that generates a uh a QR code for you and then you get all the tracking on that like you would do if it was a bit.ly URL so it tells you how many clicks you got and when those clicks came and all these types of things so I question whether it I don't know I don't know the QR code marketplace I don't know the US um, world of QR marketing but if your main means of generating revenue is by creating these codes and then charging people for the tracking on it you've got to be doing something very very different and very, very, a lot more in depth to kind of beat some of these free solutions where I see the business opportunity is actually you kind of treat that as a bit of a loss leader a bit of a chance to get people in and it's in the consultancy on how to use QR codes that where the money probably would be yeah. for me rather than in the software
1: yeah the hook and bait approach Yeah,
2: yeah. so that would maybe be my instinct there is that mm. actually telling people how to use QR codes might be Um, might be the way to go it's tricky when if what you're selling doesn't have a variable cost so it's not going to cost them a lot more to sell one qr code versus two qr codes versus three qr codes it's tricky to know how to price things and it's a a complicated world the world of business models and not one as not you know working for a, a marketing agency rather than being an entrepreneur i'm not sure i'm the best person to say but um i think that the um a a unique business model can be a good selling point. It can be a challenge. But my instinct would be that perhaps in QR codes, the, um, the consultancy and support associated
1: with that might be a slightly better business opportunity. The reason I'm hesitating here, there's yes. a slight gap there, is because I was just I just quickly went on to Amazon because I'm currently reading a book. Yes. And I thought it was called that that, that actually... He gets the piece of paper to remind himself of the name that David, you might possibly find quite interesting. I thought it was called Designing Business Models, but I'll, I know I'll, the one I'll, you mean. You, it's yes. like a sort of a landscape yes. format book, lots of yes. pictures in it. Um... I don't think it is though because I've business just searched on Business model generation is it? Business, business model? model generation. Yeah. That's what it is. It's called business model generation. And it's if, if you're visual, you'll love it because it's loads of pictures in it. And it, it, I'm only halfway through the book, but it's already completely changed the way I'm looking at my own business. Yeah, and it might you might find it quite useful just to coming up with some alternative ideas. Mm. If, if you don't want to go yeah no I've read it as idea. well
2: and I've, I've definitely yeah for anyone who's interested in starting up a business mm. and like well here's something I want to do I know I can make money from it but I'm not quite sure how um, it's a yeah a good, a definitely a good book to look at yeah Business Model Generation is that right Have I'm just looking at it
1: yes it's Business Model Generation by oh I've got to try and pronounce this guy's name now um, Alexandra Osterwalder and Yves Pingu We'll put a link in. (laughs) We'll put a link in the
2: show notes. (laughs) Because good luck Googling that from our pronunciation
1: (laughs) there. Yeah, if you just go into Amazon and look for Business Model Generation, you'll find it. Well, I think that wraps it uh, for today's Questions and Answers. Um, Next week, I think we've got yet more Questions and Answers, haven't we? Yeah, keep them coming. Keep them coming. They're good. And uh, so that's goodbye from me. (laughs) As we nearly stall there, goodbye from me, Andy White. And goodbye from me, Calvin Newman. And we'll see you next week on Internet Marketing, brought to you by Site Visibility. Goodbye. If you're outside of the UK, it's plus four four one two seven three two five six one five Oh, if you're inside the UK, it's oh one two seven three two five six one five Oh, and you can leave a voice, comment or question and we'll play it on the show. Also, we would absolutely be delighted if you would give us a, a rating on iTunes itself. Well, that's it for now. Andy White signing off until next week on Internet Marketing.